Christmas. This is the Christmas hangover episode, but it's also the New Year's episode. So we got a lot going on. I'm still in the spirit, but I'm just going to leave it at that. I want to welcome my two lit crew. We got Snooka Booker. I mean, Snook came clean today. Got the, still got the Christmas tree up there because we're that type of family. Mine's not coming down till later. I got my sister Cole looking at, like lovely as ever. I am not my hair. And I got Paulino, my VP, coming in on New Year's. We're having a good time. Okay, so my question this week for my two lit crew is... Snookabooka, this is like not even a shot at you. I had already had this question written, but when do you take the Christmas tree down? That's a debate for a lot of people. It's just as it's just as big of a debate as when do you put the Christmas tree up? My Christmas tree is staying up at least till mid-January, probably early February. Maybe Valentine's Day is when I take it down. Snookabooka, I can clearly see that yours is not going down right after Christmas. So when do you think is the appropriate time to take it down? What are you thinking? Well, in past years, I've tried to take it down uh, the day before New Year's or somewhere close to New Year's. But uh, as you know, when we were playing basketball, it was very hard to do because we were always traveling somewhere to watch a basketball game. And so I know one year my Christmas tree was up until April because we were gone. The year that you graduated from UConn, the tree was up until April because we were just so busy. because so people understand it goes (laughs) listen the season happens and then you get into tournament time big east tournament then you get to ncaa tournament time and then after tournament in the final four we went undefeated we won and then i went straight to the draft and and it was a lot so it was a lot cold what about you when are you taking it down what what's what's the feel when people start complaining (laughs) (laughs) i like it when people start asking, all right, mom, where's the tree coming down? I say, okay, okay, okay. I know I didn't went a little far. It's just, I it takes it. so much to put it up. It's like, nice. oh, so then, so yeah, when they start complaining, I, that's when I start taking it down. So I'll have a definite date. <laughs> oh, I, I, listen, I feel you, Scrooge. Did you put one up? Are you taking one Dude, down? You, What's you going on? It? You guys saw it in the group chat? Oh yeah, we did. He had to send us proof so we know he actually had one. But when is it coming down? Like, what is it like already? Twenty six, maybe. Oh what? No, I'm just kidding. Like January. <laughs> January. Okay, okay. So considering that today is December 29th, then okay, it's it's we still got a little bit of life, and I just like to ask that question because that's about as controversial as when you put it up. I also in this welcome. I would like to do another teaser because I'm excited and I like to, I want to just tell you guys things when it happens like right away, but that's not how things work. You're not allowed to do that. So I would like to tease that I'm becoming a team owner. How is that? How is that, Paul? Is that, is that like? Oh, I thought we were pausing for a second or something. Yeah, that's great. That was great. <laughs> no, I just, because I asked you because you always tell me that my teases are a little too strong. This one is very broad. I think so, we need some, we need some, a drum roll or something on the back or something. We need some music. Okay, I'm going to, okay, so. <laughs> Not you. Becoming a team owner. <laughs> I think that your teaser is it. That's it. <laughs> That's yeah. the teaser. That's where we're going to leave it. And then we're just going to roll right on to remote scoreboard where, I mean, I could have, that's a great segue into remote scoreboard because I like talking about sports. 
I like talking about business. I love when sports and business intersect, and that's where we have remote scoreboard. What do we have this week, Paulino? All right, so you want to go women's sports first or men's sports first? Ladies first, come on. (laughs) All right, so this week we got it all from uh, uh, Sports Business Journal and the Women's Hockey League, the NWHL, is going to premiere on – or the semifinals and the finals is going to premiere – on live TV, major cable network for the first time ever. For the first time ever. But, but it's only been around for five years. So, I mean, I like it's not that. like, it wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't like that. Yeah, crazy. so see, I was more so going on the fact that like, yes, this is this is momentum. So yeah. I don't know if people know, but the WNBA got a lot more games picked up this season than they normally get picked up. And so now to see that they're getting some of their games picked up year five, love it like that's momentum love to see it the next exactly cole the next step is to get more people watching it so okay now we got the people to pick it up now we have to support so we'll we'll keep you updated on my like just follow me on on all social medias it's at renee montgomery paul too we talk about we tweet a lot i tweet i'm twitter yeah i want to see you i want to see you tweet about hockey and what you know about it and what you don't know about it i don't know anything about (laughs) hockey other than justin bieber that's about all i know about hockey um it's i know oh canada i know that canada like that (laughs) people aren't gonna like that what that's listen i i don't we don't even have hockey in west virginia so oh yeah no so i mean i don't know what it's gonna be on it's gonna be on nbc sports network by the way that's oh. also, and they have the NHL, so it makes sense. Okay, and I like that, NBC. Way to do both. Get you a network that can do both. I like it. What's next? Um, I think you're familiar with her. She's from the LA Spark. She was the, I think, the COO or the president. The president. Um, Danita Johnson just became the first black woman, or black person, I guess, in general, uh, to serve as the MLS president for DC United. Oh, Come on, Danita. The highest, the highest ranked female club executive in history in the league history. Ooh, that's how we starting out the new year. Yes. Yes. Okay, Miss. I'm sorry, Miss Johnson. Who? Okay. Um, okay. If you guys can't tell, I'm excited today. But this is like. And just so you all know, I didn't even know these topics beforehand. I literally, right before the show, I was like, oh, Paul, what are we doing for scoreboard? And he was, I was like, I don't know. And he's like, good. And I'm like, so I'm running this out with y'all. And so I'm hyped. Like, that's lit. What do you think about that, Snook? Cole, okay. Well, that's wonderful. It just shows that I think with everything that's gone on in 2020, it's starting to look like 2021 is going to be the year of the woman. Hey, the future <laughs> is female. You better. What you thinking, Cole? I was thinking what Mom said. Hits it right. The future is female. I like it. The year of the woman. I, I'm all here for it. I'll be here for it. We'll be here all year, all 2021 for it. Be here for it. We'll just be here for it. Give us snaps. Paul, you're feeding us. I know, right? On a, Paul, say less. On a on a sports topic, that's I think that's interesting to go to basketball to soccer. Yeah, I mean, we're like, yeah, we're rolling. Like, we're doing a little bit. We did hockey. I don't know if I've ever covered anything. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm saying I'm saying that she's going from working into in basketball to soccer. That's like, yeah. And how usually, did that happen? It would I usually just, be like her going to the NBA, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. no, I like that, actually. I, I'm curious 
We I don't do. know. I don't know her background. I don't know if you know it more. But, I don't. Yeah. We might need to get her. I need to go one on one with her. Like I, that just made me think. Like I actually, she either needs to be hero IRL or I need to go one on one. So that's yeah, gonna be easy. in the works. Twenty twenty one, Paul. We gotta work on that VP. Maybe Let's that's why her. I got the 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 yellow shirt on today. I don't know. I, I don't Okay, so we had a we had something behind it today. Okay. Look at the background. <laughs> what, else? what we got, Paulino? This is a good right. one. Last one is uh, NHL announced that they are doing helmet endorsement sponsors sponsorships, and they just the New Jersey Devils just announced their first one with Prudential, and I think their arena is named Prudential Center. I think it's still named that, so that's kind of interesting. And okay, just in general, so obviously. Okay, you know so this is Europe very interesting. Yeah, because as people know in basketball, there's already been the jersey sponsorships. I'm sure you've seen it. My favorite one is Disney in Orlando. Paul knows that. But uh, like it was very, there was some reluctance. We've been seeing advertisements on the jerseys. Anybody that's played overseas or watched European clubs, anything like that, you see the jerseys have sponsorship all over it. It's a walking oh, billboard. Yes. But in America, we were a little bit slow for that. The MB the WNBA started doing it. Um, there's been other leagues that's done it, but now they're taking it to other sports. They're doing it on the helmets. I have no idea why we haven't been doing that before. That's like we're like that's free app, not free, but that's good money for whatever type of business. So I like what are you guys' thoughts on it? Because some fans don't like to see their jerseys have all kinds of different sponsorships because we're not accustomed to that. So what are y'all's thoughts on it? Cole, what are your thoughts? I think it's kind of, I mean, it's good because it does support the teams. It's good for the teams to have the sponsorship because then, you know, it's more money for the, for the, the, the sport, but sometimes it is a little much because then <laughs> you got the jerseys got something going on now. Are they going to have something on the helmets? Like it's going to be like, your eyes go, it's like we play tricks with your mind with your eyes and your body, you know, going two different ways. So no, I, think I know people feel that way. Busy. Yeah, it's going to be busy. Especially in the WNBA where sometimes you don't even see the team name at all. Um, it's, you know, it's the sponsor across the front of their jerseys. Uh, what do you think about it, Snook? Um, I, I think it's a little busy too, it, but it's good <laughs> for uh, drawing in potential donors with money or whatever. And you wish that they would do it without having to do that. Maybe just on the programs would be good or somewhere in the arena. But uh, sometimes I think it gets a little busy because sometimes it's hard finding what the name of the player is. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like to that point, I think the NBA, I like their style the best. Obviously, it's the NBA. So the bigger the the brand like the nba is a big brand so they only have to give up a little bit of real estate on their jerseys so they still have their team name across the front and then they usually just have like a little sponsorship logo mm. somewhere in the you know the left or right corner um but you know if 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 it's another company and you don't have as big of a brand snook what, what, what's up oh uh, and to that point if someone is purchasing purchasing a jersey i would think they would want the team name to be <laughs> significant versus the sponsorship name you know if you want to buy a jersey because you know you want a jersey to put on the wall or whatever I think the team name would be the prominent name that you would want not the advertiser's name so anyway can I be nitpicky <laughs> go ahead I, I like watching hockey highlights I have I can't watch a whole game I don't usually watch a whole game it is hard yeah. enough to find the puck flying <laughs> through the air with the person trying to stop it from the goal the people going back and forth and just to have the distraction of someone's helmet having 
two different colors up here. The jersey is you you won't know what to look at. And I mean, I watch the highlights and some of the things they do are amazing. But you know, I gotta watch it sometimes in slow motion because the puck is going so fast. No, and I think this is more of a hockey us problem than an advertisement problem because Cole, I agree. Like when I watch the hockey highlights, they better slow it down. For yeah. Me. Because I got to be able to follow the puck. A lot of times I can't, but I think that's more of a, we don't know hockey because we're from West Virginia problem. Paul, what do you think about it? Like the sponsorship? Uh, well, the hockey ones are going to be hard to see in general. Like, what do you mean? On the helmet. I feel like it's, they're, they're really small. We'll, we'll, they'll put it up there. Okay. But, yeah. You, oh, I see. Okay. So we're going to see. Yes, I got it. So they're like yeah, it's pretty gonna be, small. You're not going to be able to see it on like while you're watching the game anyways, but uh no, yeah, like you said, I like the NBA ones, and NFL doesn't. NFL does it for the practice jerseys, which is kind of uh, weird to me because nobody really sees that. Yeah, that's actually yeah. smart for them, though. It's like, yeah, you can pr- play to be it's like an a test. Yeah, yeah well, it was like a test, smart. so I'm assuming they're going to do that soon too. Definitely, that's that's cool. So, how do you like the WNBA ones, Paul? Uh, some of them are <laughs> some of them are cool. It's just like the soccer jerseys. Some of them look cool, but some of them look weird because the lo- if the logo is cool for the company. That's what I would say. So if I was a like if I was a team, I would target companies with cool logos. I'm sorry, I know that sounds crazy, but I would co- I would target a company that has my same team colors that might have a cool logo, and I know that would be hard because beggars can't be choosers. But if I had the opportunity to choose, because that's what you buy clothes for. How cool can it look? Some brands, their logos are just not that cool. But that's not a rant. I digress. I'm just saying that some of them just don't, all don't, all logos are not created equal. I, I just got one question for you. What's that? When you played overseas with all the logos uh, on the jerseys, did you ever just feel used? <laughs> it's crazy. I like, it's always been like that ever since I went overseas. Yeah, so it was almost like the norm. It was like, oh yeah, overseas jerseys are going to have a lot of patches. Like that's just, we even have to have the Euro League. So Euro League makes sure that you put their stuff even on there and they get advertised. So yeah, it's kind of like a, just a normal thing. You don't even think about it. Um, but I'm moving on. We're moving on because you might've thought we were ranting then. That was not a rant. We're moving on to remotely ranting where we don't rant here either. We just get some things off of our chest. I actually have a rant as well, and it's for sports media, any media for that matter. It's feeling a lot like false allyship. And and what I say by false allyship is we all thought that we had a lot of friends. And then when we went to the polls and the numbers were broken down, a lot of those people that said that they were our friends and said that they were our allies the numbers just didn't show it. Like, I just, I didn't see the numbers to back it. There were a lot of women in particular that the numbers didn't show that you guys were having allyship. It's the same way for media. All these media brands that are, when it's convenient, pumping how they really want to support the black movement and they want to support the advancement of women. I don't know if I believe you guys. I really don't because I'm just gonna, there were a lot of awards given out And when it's time to give out the awards, I don't see a lot of women. I don't see a lot of black women. I just don't see it from the big brands, from the big media. We should see it. That's, that's how I, that's how I'm gonna leave it. We need to see it. We need receipts. Like we need to see that that allyship that you speak of when it's trending and it's cool is followed up with the awards. It's followed up with action. It's followed up with money. Like we just got to see it. That's all. That's all I got to say. We got to see it. But Cole, 
what's on your chest? Let me know what's on your chest this week. I'm going to rant, not for myself, but I'm going to rant for all the poor children in America who now snow days have been eliminated. There's no <laughs> oh my God. thing in the snow day. I sat in horror as I woke up to a nice snow within the last couple of weeks, beautiful, big snowflakes. And I'm excited for my kids to be able to go outside. And my poor son didn't even, will not even really know what a snow day is. He's in first grade or is it second grade? He's in first grade. He will not know what a, a snow day is because last year we didn't have any snow. And then this year we had snow and no snow days. So and my he grand probably, family, and he probably had to sit in front of the computer because he was in school. He sat in front of the computer with the window in the right view with the snow just coming down. And I know for a fact, his teacher was like, why are we here? Because they kept on, all I could hear the chatter was, it's snowing. Oh, it's snowing. Nothing was done. They said, the kids weren't focusing. Let them go. Imagine having toddlers look out the window at snow and having to keep them under control and teach them. Like, imagine that task. No, thank yeah. you. This is so 2020. Yes, <laughs> it is. This it's is terrible. what remote. Me and Renee all- actually talked about that. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I know. I just felt so bad because, like I said, first grade, yes, he had no snow days. So this year, the blizzard it's like the closest thing we're going to probably get to a blizzard and he's heard about it we're all talking about it and why didn't you why didn't you just let him skip school then i couldn't do that i, could, I couldn't in good conscience let him skip school i couldn't no, he's gonna get mad let me at tell me. you why let me, let me tell you why i couldn't because little kids will tell on you i sit here and i hear little kids tell on their parents all the time oh, so my son would be like yeah i wasn't in school yesterday because my mom let me go snowing and she said blah 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 blah." so i nope nope I, I saw i saw a tiktok and uh the kid forgot he was on or no the parent forgot they weren't on mute and he was like how did you how did you do so bad on this test you have the computer right there you could cheat and then the, the teacher's like <laughs> wow. freaking out and, he, and then he, he was like or i don't know if it was a he or she the, the kid was like i did i did look on the computer like so it he got cheated, it yeah you know what that's yeah. a problem for you you kids right now in school it's 2020 i think on this remote school stuff and and virtual school you if you are failing i, I like you have to be cheating like i don't understand how you fail when it's just too loose. I don't know. I just, maybe that's not a thing. Maybe there's not time, Snook. It's possible. cheated and got caught and failed. Oh, if like, I had an but, iPhone in high school, I'd, I'd be a straight A student. Oh, it's over. It's over. Like, that's what I'm saying. Snook, did they, did they <laughs> fail because they didn't get the answers wrong, right? Or did they fail because they cheated? Because please tell me it was the latter. Oh, both. It was actually. Oh, oh my goodness. Of both, and a lot of times I would be grading stuff online, and the and the answer would be so outrageous. I said, "Oh my God, where did they get this from?" And then <laughs> your papers later, someone has the same answer. I said, "Okay." Now. <laughs> Now y'all need to know who to cheat off of. You can't cheat off of somebody getting fifty percent. Everybody got fifty percent in the class. Oh, 
Oh my goodness. Y'all gotta cheat better in 2020. I'm gonna tell you right now. And kids, we're going into 2021. Y'all need to know how to cheat. Now we had to cheat. The way we had to cheat is we had to make little bitty cheat sheets and the papers would be this big. And we had to get as much as we could get on that little piece of paper, find somewhere to put that paper. I'm just saying for the people that might've cheated, I, that's how our generation cheated. I'm not saying I did that snookabooka. I'm just <laughs> saying that that's how people had to do it. Y'all have electronics, huh? You got electronics. I see Snook trying to cheat on remote roses every time. She thinks that I don't see her looking at her phone on remote roses, huh? Yes, yes, I understand. Paul would have been able to cheat good back in the day because people would put the answers on the inside of their eyeglass frames. And so then they eyeglasses off and lay them on the desk. And there the answers were on the inside of the eyeglass uh, arms. And then when the teacher came around, they pick up their glasses and put them on. And so voila, the answers are gone. The teacher doesn't never, see. Never have I ever. I would have never thought that. I am not that creative. I would have never I was just that. about to say, that's why kids ain't creative no more. We had to be creative back in the day. People were using their glasses frames. All you guys got to do is just go to Google. But listen, I'm moving on. Things that are happening IRL. Normally we have hero IRL. This is happening IRL. And for this one, so if you guys have been keeping up, I've already had two of my colleagues on the show and my colleagues are other WNBA players. I've already had two of them on the show and here comes another one, okay? I like what we're doing. The WNBA players are not only talented on the court, but we got a lot going on off the court. Sydney Colson is no different. So if you guys follow her online, She's a WNBA player for the Chicago Sky, but she's also like actually hilarious. And she's going to be one of those people that people are going to be like, it's, it's like the, I think the Jamie Foxx type where there's just a lot of talent oozing out of her. So she's an entertainer. I don't even want to call her a comedian because she's an entertainer. She's funny and she's stunning. And she's starting her career as a stand-up co uh, comedian. I think she's going to kill it in anything she does, but check out Sydney Colson happening IRL. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, I'm a lesbian. Oh, but what, what happened to you? Relax, lady. It's, um, it's 2020. Uh, but this is my first time doing stand-up, and so I've been watching a lot of stand-up specials, and pretty much all the gay women that I came across, and these are like big names in comedy, but they're like either butch or like butch adjacent. And so it's common for comedians to start their set off by being self-deprecating and like make fun of themselves before the audience can. So they'd be like, oh no, I'm not Chris Farley, I'm a lady. Or like, I just scared the shit out of this old lady walking into the woman's bathroom because I look like a man. <laughs> or like, I know I'm ugly and I'm like, <laughs> how am I supposed to start my set? Cause like, I can't relate to any of that. Like, I'm stunning, stunning. Okay, so Paul, you know Sydney Colson, you follow a lot. So what did you think? Like, I think she's funny. Like, I really think she's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, uh, I remember last year I asked you like, it's like, who do you think was like funny on social media? And you said her, so that goes back to that. that Get you the receipts, the Paul. Yeah. <laughs> 
because me and Paul actually talk like a lot. We, we literally talk all day. And so he'll ask me random questions. Paul gives out awards every year, by the way, um, like social media awards, just different awards that he gives out. And he just asks me random questions like, yo, who do you think is funny in the league? I said Sydney Colson last year, this year, she's starting to do stand up. She's practicing her jokes. She's funny. She's stunning. Check her out, man. I just want to show love to her, but we're going to move on now to rap remotely asked Paul and what I've uh, really learned what I've really learned from rap let me tell you this what I'm learning is that Paul really doesn't know about a lot because for instance a couple weeks ago we talked about you know using your skin cells to grow meat Paul said he would eat himself but he never even heard anything <laughs> about this now oh Snook has God. informed me that in Singapore let me make sure I get this right the Singapore Food Agency has approved lab-grown meat in their country. So it's approved. It's going on the menu. It costs $23, by the way. It's a luxury. So if you want some lab-grown chicken, it costs $23 over there in Singapore. It's a lot. But that's just an update for the people that saw the last one. Cole, what are we rapping about this week? We're rapping about McDonald's. And you know what? I was very shocked by this one because I didn't think they could do anything over the top like this. But I want to tell you in China, there is a burger. It's called the Spam Burger. And it has two <laughs> cakes of Spam on it. Two burgers of Spam with mayonnaise and crushed Oreos. Top of crushed Oreos. So my Yum. question to you, Paul, is... <laughs> Paul, would you, like... My question Paul, you, Paul, is, do you think this burger is coming to America? Like, do you think this is going to be the trend? You know, they had the black top burger where it was like black and then you had green ketchup and people were putting green ketchup on stuff. Do you think that this Oreo and Spam burger with mayonnaise is going to be the new hotness to come to this country? This is a real thing, by the way, guys. So just so y'all know, this is a real thing. Hopefully, hopefully not. I'm gonna just- I want to I wouldn't try it. <laughs> you would try that? No, no, no. I said I wouldn't try it. Oh my gosh. Well, Paul, so, who are these taste test people? I need to know. I like was just about to say, actually, cold to this point. So people that have been overseas, traveled overseas, played overseas, a lot of times the McDonald's overseas is delicious. Like when I tell McDonald's? you it's actually delicious, it's way better than here in America. It's made a little different. It actually has still a little bit of a different taste, but it's it's good. People will know what I'm talking about. If you've tried fast food overseas, it's a little bit different. The menus really are different. Like this spam and Oreo burger though, that sounds like somebody that had the munchies and it just went wrong. Like, I, I think that this has gone too far. Like somebody had to have been high when they thought of this because it doesn't even, and I don't even think people that are high would want this. Who wants this? My, my question is. is yeah, more like drunk probably. <laughs> oh, drunk no, munchies are a thing though that's a thing but who would eat this but my opinion, to the menu it could do a whole lot it could go through a whole lot of taste tests a lot of people try it you could do some surveys who put this who printed this on a menu and is selling it because you are actually purchasing spam i like All that right. yeah paul i was about to say paul as an advertiser like how does Who's this put get through yes oh i don't know that's a different country so who knows but what were you? About but I was to gonna say? say, my two things were uh, like I definitely had a donut burger before, so I was like, you know, kind of. You never had that? No, I'm terrible. Well, well, you donut know, burger? That they do. Some people, it's no. It's different. good. 
like an ice cream with potato chips. You know, they get ice cream and then they put potato chips. You know, I know several people in my family. Oh, All right, you guys got to try it. People, you guys got to try the donut dip their burger. french fries in their Frosties, too. I just realized yeah. that. Yes, they do. I've seen people do that, too. Yep. <laughs> that's, yep. not, that, that's not unnormal. So that's maybe so maybe spamming Oreos is not as crazy as we didn't uh, think then. Well, the mayonnaise kind of is weird. Oh, so that's where it got you. They got you with the mayonnaise. <laughs> so they really got oh, no, you. No, no, it has to be mayonnaise. one or the other. It has to be mayonnaise with the spam. Sure, but I don't eat. I never eat spam before. But or it can't be the Oreos with the yeah the uh, mayonnaise. I tell you, if it comes to this country, it is definitely a bad bad health uh, thing <laughs> because spam is loaded with sodium, and then the Oreos. I mean, it's a heart attack waiting to happen. You won't know whether to have diabetes or a stroke. It's like you don't even have a, a, a dead. or have a stroke. It's like listen, America, we're going the other direction. We got the Travis Scott meals for for McDonald's and stuff and like that. They just put his so. name on the actual regular meals. Yeah, yeah. like. People were, and just a side note before we move on, people, do you know when Travis Scott had his meal, they were stealing the posters that said that, yeah. like, he's that, like, viral, and he's that hype beast <laughs> that people stole the signs off McDonald's walls because they wanted it as, like, a souvenir. They were selling it online. Big money. Like, I'm talking about well, you, big money. You know there's McDonald's collectors, right? They used to have them all the time. Cups. Remember, oh, you like, mean there, like the Monopoly like, game? I, I I love the Monopoly. No, 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 no. There's people that collect. You know, there's like people that collect all Coke things. Like oh, Coca-Cola. yeah. Yeah, I remember. There's people that, that collect all McDonald's things too. Same thing. Wow. When we were younger, they there's had a collector for anything. Cups. We had them. We had Flintstone mugs. The cups. There's there. a Renee Montgomery fan out there that has every single one of your jerseys. Yeah, <laughs> Snookabooka shouts. You see it right there, sitting. <laughs> hey, Snookabooka. This <laughs> uh, <laughs> something online the other day where uh, they were showing how to, uh, on Pinterest, how to use Starbucks cups to make wreaths out of them. So the different color Starbucks cups, they put them in a, a circle and, and attach them and put a bow on them so you can have a Starbucks wreath. So Starbucks all don't need no more money. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, Starbucks has figured it out. They got a brand. They have a brand loyalty. I'm talking about people will fight about Starbucks for real. That pumpkin spice latte? Not even that, but people get mad if it's a holiday season and they don't get their holiday season cup. <laughs> don't give them the regular everyday cup they want the white cup with the red on it they get mad if you run out of the seasonal cup so yeah they got it all right down they got it all the way down they have one, that with gray, one so that's what they're making the wreaths out of those holiday cups yep. unbelievable <laughs> listen that that might have been the best rap yet paul actually knew a little something about this topic <laughs> i love it i'm moving on to remotely trending and so I've just noticed over the year, we tr we pulled our Instagram at Remotely Renee and asked the same question too, but I'm just curious because over the years, I haven't seen people talk about it as much. Is a New Year's resolution still a thing? Like, Paul, are you making a New Year's resolution this year? What, like, is that a thing anymore? No, uh, no, I just <laughs> go straight to her. Like, it's, everything's the same. Everything's the same. What about I take you? It, I take life day by day. So like, you know. I like that though. I like that. Um, People don't I, like I, that answer. 
people don't like that answer but i think you actually really do people don't like that because people love to say that answer but not really be about that because they want to say well where are you gonna be in five years where are you gonna be next year where are you gonna be 10 years yeah where will be tomorrow i like that i like that what about you uh cole what you thinking is there is are you making a new year's resolution is that even a thing wait also i gotta say also i hate the people that say this is my year every single year every single year if you say it like once i'll be like all right but like if you say it every single nah (laughs) well let me just let you know whatever anyone said last year they need not say it again so i think if you did new year's resolution last year you need to we need to just stop with it we need to say we're not going to do another one because whatever we did Coming into 2020, we don't need to do it 2021. So everybody's need to learn from our mistakes. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. You're on to something, sister. What do you think, Snook? (laughs) Okay, well, since I've turned 60, and you'll notice on this show that I say a lot of things that came from my grandmother. And so since I've been 60, I've adopted her saying for every year, I'm going to live as long as I can live and die when I can't help it. So good, that's good. Uh, that's my- uh, That was a little deep. Woo! <laughs> that was heavy. But you know what? Old people were really like low-key pessimists because they would have sayings like, you know, I'll be there, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. And like, they just, like, why are you even talking about that? Like, I think older people had a natural pessimism about themselves. Well, or that was really got me. That one was optimistic, I think. Living as long as I'm going to live and I'm just going to die when I can't help it. I, I mean, mean, that's optimistic. No, that's, that's a great one, but I just started to think about the older generation and I just thought about like some of their sayings as I hear them, they're a little, they're rough, you know, they're, they're heavy. Let me tell you the one I couldn't stand that I almost caught myself saying is we're living in our last days. Oh, <laughs> Oh, Snooker Booker, look, you better be laughing because I can remember when I was 10, we were living our last days. Lord, it's a blessing. I'm 33, but we still here. I mean, I can remember when I was real little, Snook was telling us that we are living, living our, our last days. days. <laughs> we made it. So 2020 actually might be a celebration because our last days, according to some old I know Snook, people probably told you when you was young, it was your last oh, day. Your last and day. My grandmother. So um, <laughs> That's you what know, I'm saying. It's we just, just a long period of time. The last days are just a long period of time. Okay. And then they, they're not our last days. They living in somebody else's last days. <laughs> Some people was living here. in the last days and the last days outlived them. So I got I found I also found the tweet of the year. Uh actually he's the link social media guy. Okay. And, and he put in it was December 31st, 2019. He's like, I'm not using Twitter in 2020. I'll be back in 2021. It's good. You gotta go check it out. He hasn't tweeted what? since. You gotta go. Yeah, you gotta check it he out. He must have seen this whole year coming and he's gonna avoid. He's gonna now, you know, people was a clairvoyant. Yeah, I need to. Well, I need to see what he tweets on December 31st, uh, yeah. 2020. I need to see how I need to move. Nah, he's gonna because... tweet the first. Oh, yeah, he's gonna be back on the first. So I'm gonna go. That's why I'm gonna go check him out on January 1, 2021. That might be tweet of the year considering he didn't even tweet all. Did he really not tweet though? That's the thing. I saw he was active though, like he was liking stuff, but he didn't. No, tweet. no, 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 no. I just, I mean, I guess if he didn't technically tweet, it's the, it's still the truth. But I like that. So remotely trending, as you can see, those are the results. But it's interesting. I just don't see people talking about resolution. I remember it used to be a real thing, but I don't see it talked about anymore. 
I think um, bro- moving- Twink broke their hearts. That's why they're just severely disappointed. So whatever they said, they just like it just busted but- their heart up. <laughs> just- There's just- nowhere to go but up from here. Like yes. the- let's all just go. And even if you had a good 2020, because like yeah. some people had a great 2020. Have- even yep. if you had a good 2020, let's just still go up from here. Like that- that's just how I feel about it. But listen, I'm the opposite of the pessimistic yes. things because I like people tell me that I'm way too optimistic. Eb told me I'm too happy all the time, but listen, that's just I like being happy. Moving on to another happy person, remotely one on one. I've been excited about just the people that I've went one on one with. Just world strongest man, WNBA player, New York number one's Times bestseller. Now I'm going one on one with a politician and. To me, this is different. You know, I don't see. I had to. I had to phone a friend, Snookabooka, and I had to ask her to help me with the questions to make sure that I sound right. You know, because this is he's important, and I'm rambling. But at the time that I spoke to Pete Buicic, he was known as the beloved Mayor Pete, and I didn't even know that a day later that he would be named by Biden's um, administration and VP elect Harris. I didn't know that he was going to be the Secretary of Transportation. That literally happened the day after I interviewed him. Oh, and I found out on this interview that we might be related. Just check it out. Mayor Pete. Okay, so today for Remote One-on-One, we have Pete Buicic, which some know as Mayor Pete, the former mayor of South Bend, one of the past 2020 presidential candidates and host of the podcast, Deciding the Decade. I also found out that your full name is Paul Peter Montgomery Butchis. So are we family? I don't, I didn't even know. Are we family with the Montgomery name? I saw That's that right, you, yeah. Yeah, I saw that you keep your mother's family name alive. So I love that because I have the same situation in, in my family. So thank you for yeah, joining mom, me. There's there. a whole Montgomery family in Southern Indiana that, uh, that my mom came from. And uh, once in a while, I still find a distant relative out there. So you and I must be connected somehow. Gotta be, gotta be. There's basketball, Indiana. I'm starting to feel the connection. I already get it. (laughs) But speaking of growing up in Indiana, you ended up becoming a Rhodes Scholar. And for those that don't know what that is, just know that they're the best of the best, extremely smart, get to go on to study at Oxford. But being, you were one of the few Rhodes Scholars that graduated from a non-military university and went on to become a Naval officer. Can you tell me about how that experience helped being a Naval officer? And just what was that experience like? Well, it, it was a life-changing experience. Uh, uh, every year they take 32 American students and they give you a chance to, to study philosophy, politics, and economics. They call it PPE. It's everything I, I didn't get a chance to learn in college. And, and yeah, it was actually a big part of uh, how I wound up uh, finding my way into the Navy Reserve. They, they usually have some number of, of students who come from the military academies. And there were uh, uh, several Navy guys in, in, in my class. And I, I just admired them so much. Um, that I wanted to learn more about uh, being an officer and learned about a reserve program where, you know, you may not decide that your whole life is going to be the military or you're going to do it uh, uh, as a full-time job for years, but you join the reserve, you do the training. And then, you know, when the Navy needs you, they, they call you up, which is how I wound up uh, serving in Afghanistan. And I thought back to not just my military training, but by my university education all, all the time. And uh, uh, I'm, uh, you know, to this day, think about how lucky I was that I got that shot, shot to, uh, to study overseas. Yeah, and you got that shot and you didn't end up in the military. You ended up in politics. Can, so can you tell me what made you want to run for mayor? Was there something that triggered you wanting to do that? 
Well, a lot of it was what was going on in my city. So South Bend, a lot of people know Notre Dame is there, of course, and, and, and they think about sports. And, and, and a lot of people assume this is a, you know, a well-off, comfortable college town. This is actually a city that went through a lot. We, we were a company town for Studebaker, one of the big car companies. It went out of business in the 60s, and people were still facing the consequences of that decades later when I was growing up. And there was this sense like our city had gotten stuck, even though we'd had great leaders and, and great people in the community trying to move things forward. Um, th there was even an article saying that we were a dying city. And so many friends that I came up with just didn't want to accept that, didn't, didn't believe that, that there was anything, any reason why our city couldn't, uh, couldn't see a better day. And I realized that as a young person who believed in my city, just the act of running for mayor, you know, saying, I believe our city can move forward could be part of the solution. And so I launched this campaign. Uh, I think uh, most people thought we were a long shot when we got started. Um, but the more people we talked to, the more people were excited by a different vision for where our city was headed. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really proud to say, you know, having served eight, eight years and then now moved on from that job, looking back, I really feel like that, that decade, the, the, the last decade in our city was one that, that really turned things around. We got a long way to go. We're still a low income city uh, with a lot of challenges, but um, we're, we're headed in the right direction and we're growing. Yeah, I love it. So you brought up marriage and y'all got to be like the the fave couples i saw you guys on msnbc like love you guys this is i know this is probably not one of the normal questions but how do you meet like you know just people ask me one time asked me that randomly i'm like no one ever asked me that so i'm going to ask you like how did you meet because automatically even when i brought it up you just started smiling so yeah. we all can tell that you're happy um tell me about it yeah, I got a wonderful husband named Chaston. We, uh, in fact, he's got a book out recently called I Have Something to Tell You. Uh, we, we met uh, on an app called Hinge. Uh, you know, I think it, uh, it plugs into your Facebook account. It kind of looks for friends of friends. Although we never figured out if we had, had mutual friends before we met. I don't <laughs> think we did. Um, you know, I was in South Bend. I was the mayor. It's a little hard to figure out how to date when you're the mayor and you've just yeah. come out and you're young, you know, uh, he was living in Chicago. That made it a little easier because he'd never heard of me uh, until I, un, until we, we kind of matched on, on this app hinge and started chatting oh, with each awesome. other. But even when we were chatting, I could tell that, I don't know, he's just kind of witty. He was quick. I wanted to meet this guy. So I, I invited him to town for a coffee. He was late. He got caught in traffic coming out of Chicago. So coffee turned into a beer. I brought a couple of baseball tickets just in case the, the date was going well, which it was. Okay. So I like we that to, planning uh, ahead. Yeah. You know, uh, and you know, there's no better feeling than walking into uh, a uh, ballpark uh, in a city that you're the mayor of. At least I thought there was no better feeling. Um, but by the end of that night, I knew an even better feeling because on the way out, uh, fireworks were going off. We're, we held hands for the first time and um, and the rest is history. I love that. And, and just going to shift gears to history. When you talk about mm -hmm. history, I think about my mom and dad meeting at a historically black college and university mm. and then my mom actually going on to to work at that university so i know firsthand the financial struggles that that hbcus face and you've been very vocal you know about funding hbcus what what brought you to that passion like it, it's 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 not what we would necessarily think of when we think of you but you were you've been vocal about it yeah hbcus are 
such an important part of uh, education and of equity in this country. And one of the things I got to do running for president was we, we made a point of visiting a lot of HBCU campuses and talking to students and all of them had different experiences. But in particular, I remember talking to a student at uh, South Carolina State University who was sharing how when he got to this HBCU, it was the first time that he felt like he wasn't distracted or pressured by constantly being reminded that he was black because he was in a mostly white environment and it yeah. it freed him to concentrate on his studies uh, so whether it's an experience like him or all the different experiences where people support each other i mean we have an hbcu graduate about to become vice president of the united states kamala yeah. harris who went to howard university they're playing such an important role and if we're serious as a country about dealing with the effects of systemic racism. And, and by the way, that's part of the reason uh, that people needed HBCUs in, in the first place yep. was that so many Americans, black Americans were excluded uh, from other educational opportunities. Now, now we have these amazing institutions that have a remarkable track record, especially for first generation students who have not been to college, no one in their family maybe has graduated college. Uh, we as a country will be so much better off, not only doing right by the students who go to these HBCUs, but also, empowering them to contribute what they have to offer and what they have to contribute is going to make the whole country better off. I love that. And since you brought up Madam Vice President, I'm going to ask about her because I'm talking breaking barriers. You broke barriers. You're a barrier breaker in your own right. Can you just talk about like the feeling of seeing a woman appointed to such an high, a high place in office, the vice presidency, the vice president? It's incredible. You know, I got to know her when we were competing. We were both running for the nomination at the same time. And then I, I got involved. Uh, they asked me to help out when she was uh, preparing for the debate because uh, she was going up against Mike Pence, who used to be governor of Indiana. And I, I knew a little bit about, uh, about how to face off with him. And, you know, what I saw is somebody who was so smart, so prepared, but also brings this combination of, of uh, empathy and uh, and intellect that I think is, is going to be so important and so powerful. And then you add to that her historic role, uh, yeah. the first black woman, uh, the first woman and the first black American, all of those together, and the first South Asian American. Uh, you know, uh, I, I, I have a relative who works in India, um, and they were talking about her over there to see somebody with a name like wow. Kamala, which, which means a lot to, to a lot of people yeah. in India, at, in, in one of the highest offices in the land, not to mention the message that that sends. Uh, to, to women and girls and, and to black Americans everywhere. Uh, I just think it's, it's extraordinary. And, and one of the things I really admire about her is she, she carries that weight of history. She recognizes how important it yeah. is, but she doesn't let it define her or slow her down in any uh, way. It's, it's part of the bigger story of what she has to offer this country. Mayor Pete, I thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on remotely, Renee. I had a blast. I love, it. I love everything you're doing and I'm behind you all the way. If you didn't already know, Okay, so like Snook, you helped me write the question. So what were you like? How did you feel about that? Like, how do you just feel about the whole situation as a whole? Because I know you have a lot of feelings about all of this. <laughs> well, from the first time I really uh, started to notice Mayor P uh, was during the 2020 uh, presidential campaign. And I said, man, he's so sharp. Very, very uh a great communicator. Uh, I liked him. I liked the way he thought about things. And I just felt that when he dropped out that, man, we're missing out on a great, great person to help bring this country back uh, into uh, existence. <laughs> but uh, anyway, 
I always thought he was a great person. And I think uh, Biden made a great, great choice in choosing him for transportation. Now, he was the only millennial who was chosen thus far mm. for the cabinet. So, again, he's going to be a link between the young uh, and the old uh, in the new administration. So I think that new, fresh, younger uh, mindset will be great for the incoming administration. I love it. And like, like I said, people have called him the future of politics. You know, he's new age politics. And I agree 100% Snookabooka. I mean, that's how I even got introduced to politics is through Snook. So that's how I learned about Mayor Pete, um, <laughs> VP elect uh, Harris. That's how I learned about all of this. So I love to hear Snook's thoughts on it. And speaking of Snook's thoughts, we're going to move right along to remote roots. And with the New Year's coming up, we thought it would be nice to touch and talk about like just traditions of the New Year's because there's a lot of different traditions. For instance, last year I spent New Year's with my new in-laws and they had a tradition. I didn't even I never had heard of it. They put out Cole. Have you ever heard about grapes during the New Year's? Like people sit out. A, OK, so just making sure. So Miss Lucy, Sue Mom, Sue Mom, you heard about this? Mom has her grapes. Oh. <laughs> wait a minute okay so so my mother-in-law her name is uh miss lucy i call her Lu uh, mama lucy miss lucy all of that but she just sat out this this plate of grapes and everyone started grabbing them because it's a race to see who i could they could eat 12 grapes like whoever gets 12 grapes fastest it's just like that's their tradition they all just start grabbing them i had never heard of this i heard of the traditions that my snook is probably about to tell us about right now. So Snookabooka, tell us about the traditions that you know of, because I just found out that eating 12 grapes as the new year's comes in is good luck. What do you know, Snookabooka? Okay. Well, just to go back to the, to the, uh, the 12 grapes, uh, it's a tradition in Spain. And the tradition is actually that, uh, for every stroke that, you know, when the clock strikes 12, but if for every stroke of the clock, you have to eat a grape and that's grape signifies a month of the year so you need to eat all 12 grapes before the last stroke of the clock so and if you don't you have misfortune so i was just thinking and i brought these grapes because if i tried to eat a grape every tick of the clock i'd probably get choked oh <laughs> here for the rest of the year but anyway that's the, that's the tradition is uh that they have and that's supposed to bring you uh, a lot of uh, luck and prosperity. So anyway, yeah, I like that's that. so I wanted to just kind of get real because we could all use a little bit more luck in 2021. So every culture has its own way of celebrating or bringing uh, a tradition for bringing in the new year. And so I wanted to share a couple of the funnier ones with you before I reveal Fanny Pearl's way that she taught me how, on how to bring in the new year. Okay. So let's see, uh, where's the first one? In Latin America, they believe that uh, the color of your underwear uh, that you wear on uh, New Year's Day is very important. So let's see, yellow is for luck. Okay, Paul. Red is for love. This is We're talking about their underwear, your not their shoes. <laughs> oh, you don't matchy matchy? Okay. Oh, my. <laughs> Go uh, yellow is for luck, red is for love, and white is for peace. So whatever color underwear you are, if those are the colors that you wear, that's what it indicates. So I thought, man, this has been a tough year. So I have all three of my unmentionables here. 
And I'm thinking that I want all three of those things. So I don't have a pair of underwear that has all three colors in it. So I'm just going to wear three pairs of underwear on New Year's. So God, I know you lying. You lying? I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. This, this is bag lady. What's next? So I guess okay. I got to put a little E next to this episode. <laughs> Instead of C, which <laughs> okay, so in English German folklore, kissing a loved one is good luck. So they think the first person that you kiss is the person uh, or come in contact with will, uh, will dictate your uh, prosperity for the year. So you should always choose your uh, partner wisely. And so I guess I'll try to do that with myself. I hope my husband won't mind. Oh my goodness. Shouts to my Diddy. They've been married 40 plus years. Where is he at? Where is he? Look, he keep on there. Where's he at? Where is he? You did good, Snook. You did good. You got you a good man. Yeah, yeah, you did. Okay. So the last one is um the um one about in past years, every year, and you and Nikki know this that we were in church on New Year's Eve night for watch watch night service. Every every New Year's Eve, hold on, let me preface that. Every single New Year's Eve, we are at church. I remember getting older, and I wanted to go have fun with my yep. friends, and we yep. had to go after church, and like yep. that was a maybe. <laughs> that was like if if you had a good year. So yeah, and like watch night service didn't go till two o'clock. <laughs> Cause you gotta pray into the new year like you gotta Ooh. do that so yeah so i'm letting y'all know like we was born and raised in the pews but what about a snookabooka <laughs> okay so it's actually freedom's eve is what watch night service is and actually it's a christian religious service that's practiced by african-american churches to celebrate uh, the emancipation proclamation in uh january 1st of 1863 now, during Black History Month, I'll probably talk a little bit more about the year 1863, because where we live in West Virginia, 1863 is a big date. But at any rate, uh, they celebrated that as part of the freedom of emancipation proclamation ending slavery in the American Civil War. Oh, so that's wow. Uh, the Teach me something, Snookabooka. <laughs> She's a professor, <laughs> Montgomery, today. Yes. Okay, so now on to the food uh, traditions after the, the grape incident there. But anyway, um, Fanny Pearl had a couple of traditions I'd like to share with you. The first one is that, and you probably remember this one as well, on New Year's Day, a man had to be the first person who came to the house uh, or, or entered your threshold or it was bad luck. So at any rate, if you were a woman and you showed up at my house on New Year's Day and you were after a man, you weren't getting in. <laughs> what about what about in 2021? Since it's, you said it's the year of the woman, it's uh, oh. it's bad luck. It was bad luck. She said she. Paul said, "What about the year of the woman? 2021? Can she come in first? No. She said, "Paul said Right, my husband. Now, when we first married, he thought it was kind of strange because my grandmother got him up, made him go outside, <laughs> knock on the door, and come back in because he had to be the first one in the house. Now, I don't know. I tried to look it up, and I can't find anywhere where it says that the man has to be the uh, first one. It's called first footing, actually, and it's a, a tradition from uh, 
Britain and uh, Gaelic. So that was the thing. It would bring you luck by the person, the first person in the door. So in our community, I assume since he went from our door to other neighbors' doors to be the first man to enter the threshold, it must be a thing within the community. So uh, that was that. And so again, a man had to be the first one to enter the house on New Year's Day. And you know, I thought about it. So maybe that's why uh, Fanny Pearl was successful in getting her five husbands because. Oh she my goodness! <laughs> she <laughs> followed that tradition, and the men kept coming. <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. And so, last, let me wrap it up real quick here. Uh, the other tradition was her meal, and so we always had uh, on our uh, New Year's Day we had pork, some form of pork because pork was uh, considered to be a prosperity meat. Back in the day, you were only rich people got to eat pork. So we always had pork chops. So pork you better chops. come with yes. the display <laughs> item, snooker, booker. You could have had ham or you could have had pork roast, but it had to be pork because that was the rich meat for, for people. We also always had, no one likes these, but a few people. Black, black eyed peas. peas and cornbread. Oh, no, 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 yes, no, yes, no, no, yes, 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 no. yes. Now, black eyed peas are a southern uh, thing, a southern thing, and most people on the south believe that black eyed peas bring you a lot of luck. So that's why they serve those on New Year's. Yes. We always and go along with that. We always had cornbread. Cornbread. Okay. Okay. Cornbread. Okay. You're gonna make your own. <laughs> oh, most. <laughs> Our food for Thanksgiving. This is some of our meals I mean, for, for uh, New Year's. I'm sorry, for New Year's. And last but not least, cabbage. Yep, okay, cabbage. so cabbage, because of its color, is supposed to be uh, make you think about money being hey. green. Okay. And the thing with cabbage is uh, my grandmother would uh, bleach and boil a quarter and drop it into the cabbage dish and whoever Ew. got the quarter <laughs> and whoever got the quarter was going to have more luck than everyone else in the household who Ooh. ate dinner that day. If they had choke and die. <laughs> right. It's, it's either right. a gift or a curse. Right. So anyway, when I looked up that tradition, I found out that it used to be a dime. So my grandmother was just big time with the quarter, I guess. Okay, granny big balling up in this thing. Okay, so I'm uh, I'm going to stay up for New Year's Eve this year because I definitely want to make sure the 2020 leaves here. I don't want any more, <laughs> and uh, not to see 21, not to see 2021 come in, but just to make sure that 2020 is out of here. All and right. At 12:01 a.m. on January the first, for the first time, 2020 will be hindsight. <laughs> oh, I like what you did. That there. is good, Ma. Book up, put it all together, then put a yes. bow on it at the end. In case that went over your heads, they, you know, they say hindsight is 2020, or, you know, like that saying. Went over my head. It went over, but <laughs> I had to break it down for you guys. She's a professor, okay? Like she, she just kind of. She shows you a presentation this yes. New Year's, okay? I'll risk it on Christmas Eve. I'll hey. risk it on New Year's Eve. I'll risk hey. it all for you this holiday. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to snook a book. 
that was so good. Like, I can't even believe this is your classroom every week. Yes. Teach us, okay? Teach That's us awesome. traditions. Teach us things that we never knew we wanted to know. Teach history. us about, what'd you say? History. Teach us about history. Teach Paul about what underwear to wear. I'm telling you, we're <laughs> going to learn a lot here on Remote Roots. But I'm moving on because not only do we learn a lot, but we also show love and on Remote Roots. So my VP asked me a question earlier and I didn't even really think about it like this. He said, hey, is your person for Remote Roses, are they the person of the year? And that triggered me a little bit that made me think about my rant earlier and that also I also wanted to say I didn't add it in my rant but there wasn't one women's sports moment that some, like when people were picking out of the year awards sometimes there wasn't even a woman's sport in there at all that's bizarre but listen I digress my person that we're picking for remote roses is not the person of the year but it could be you know I didn't put it that way like this is the person of the year but this person could be person of the year. So maybe I guess I'll say this is the person of the year, but I didn't really plan it that way. I didn't really plan it out basically, but I like what Paul said. So anyway, are y'all ready? Y'all have y'all's boards. Are you ready to guess, Snook? Are you ready to cheat? What's up? <laughs> All right. So the first, the first hint is, and you're not going to know this because this is so broad, but this is me showing this person love. This super athlete, has their own apparel line at Nike. LeBron. Anyone. Okay, LeBron's a good guess. He could be person of the year. You don't write it on the board. It doesn't count. Um, hint number two. This activist stopped playing to protest police violence. Okay, we got a little doodling going on. Colin Kaepernick is incorrect. Snook looked like she was trying to cheat off your answers. Snook a book. This is interesting. Hint number three. Oh, I know it is. I know it is. Okay. This two-time Grand Slam winner in one year made a whopping $37.4 million in prize money. Kyrie Irving is incorrect, <laughs> Cole. And sponsorships. Serena Williams is incorrect, Snook. Hint number four. It's Ni it's Naomi. That doesn't count. In 2019, Barbie released a line of dolls celebrating extraordinary women for their Shiro initiative. This athlete now has a Barbie doll that is part of the Shiro collection. Write that name. Does anybody know that name? Hint number five, seven matches, seven masks, seven names. This fearless trendsetter used their platform at the U.S. Open. Yeah. Cole, can we have a first name? This <laughs> this fearless <laughs> trendsetter used their platform at the U.S. Open to draw attention to the Black Lives Matter conversation by wearing masks with the names of seven. Cole says Osaka. Cole says Osaka, and Osaka is Orita, but you still need to give me the first name. You guys are I terrible with names. So oh, if oh. you guys... If you guys haven't noticed the trend, I give everyone nicknames. My sister, my snook never knows anyone's first names. Maybe it's a family problem. This was their way to Naomi Osaka. Yes, sir. Ding, 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 ding. Remote roses. Oh, let me get my roses out. No, do you know who that is? Huh? I do. Oh, all right. Yes, we know who that is. They just don't know the names. I think that they've known them all. Oh, wait, for the bonus... For the bonus hint, because look, if this is going to be, I mean, if this is going to be the person of the year, by the way, she was, oh, that is the bonus hint. This athlete won their first Grand Slam at 20, 
and now at 22 is the highest paid female athlete in history, bringing in the 37.4 million in prize money and sponsorships this year alone. Naomi, you did that girl. Okay. You better take it. You did that. I'm telling you right now, like she did some things. And the reason I say that is because tennis is not like the most advocate friendly sport. Like if you just think about tennis as a whole, it gives me golf vibes in a sense of it's like one of those polite sports Serena Williams got in trouble for yelling one time Mm. there's a problem there too because there were male athletes that have done way worse and didn't get in the same type trouble but that's not what we're talking about here I say that to say that this is not necessarily one of the most easy places to be an advocate to be an activist she wore her seven masks she walked up to her things and then she handled business on top of that. So Naomi, take all the roses. And as we're talking about this, this is our new year's episode. So, you know, I had to come and put the new year's chain on and I need to start singing as we go on. We remember my, I need my all account. the times oh, we lighter. had to get remiss. As all change, oh, hey. whatever. Hey, oh. we will still be day forever. Yo, listen, thank you guys for rocking with us. We started in, tw- we actually just started a month ago. It's kind of crazy. We started in December 2nd on my birthday. It's December 29th. We're heading into 2021. A lot of people thought we wouldn't be here, that we wouldn't make it, but we here, we made it. Make sure you wear the right panties on New Year's to get all the luck that Snook is talking about. Also, this is a side note. I got my protect your power on here because Georgia were already voting. Early voting started December 14th. When we come back on our next episode, January 5th, that'll actually be the last call for alcohol in a sense of you got to go. That's your last chance to vote. Um, What else? Oh, yeah, Paulino, this is my year, okay? I'm going to tell you that right now. I know you hate when people say it. (laughs) I know you hate when people say it, Paul. This is our year, okay? Happy New Year, everyone. We'll see you next Uh week. You got to correct something. It's where your manties, if you're men, and panties, if you're girls. You heard it. Wear your manties. Wear your panties. (laughs) You're embarrassing, Paul. (laughs) Paul came in on the yellow. I don't know if y'all coordinated that because y'all call each other now. Y'all are friends. He saved your number, but... Paul came in with his yellow shirt and you was talking about yellow. And I'm like, wait a minute. So listen, happy new year. Happy holidays. I was going to say, download Serena Grace's song this holiday. Listen, I'm in love, so I'm going to wear red panties. I'm going to pray into the new year. I'm going to do all those traditions. I'm not eating them black eyed peas, but I'm going to eat some grapes and I'm going to tear up some cornbread, though. Junior, my 13 year old, is going to have to be the first one through the door then. That's the only man in this house. So he's going to have to shut it down and hold it down, Junior. We love you guys. See you next year.
Hi, this is Matt Rogers. And this is Bowen Yang. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, where communities can be disconnected, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. They believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or staying together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can help build a more connected community. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.